So as I was saying, I've heard all the noises that the building makes at night. It's, um, it takes a little getting used to with the ice machines and the air conditioners and all those creaks and so on. And, and the lovely rain last night on the roof, that was, it was, it was nice. Um, a little loud at times, like a bowling alley up there, but, um, but it was, it's all good. So before I get started this morning, I do want to introduce um, the staff that um, is here today. We are missing one person who was here and then had to go away this weekend for a wedding, but he'll be back tonight. So um, should I make you all come up here? I think that's a yes. All right. So um, you can just tell us um, who you are and where you're from. You don't need to tell an interesting fact about yourself unless you've got one that's on the tip of your tongue already. Kathy, yep. No. All right. So Anna, go first. Oh, you don't really have to do that. You don't really have to say something interesting, unless you want to. Some of them stress over that question, so I don't want to... Let's get the microphone. That's fine. I can talk about you while you're walking. Um, learning about what they're going to be doing, and um, they um, did a little how-to this week on how to paint, and so got to practice their skills on this hallway out here. So, um, so they were working on painting here in Fieldstone, so the, um, the yellow-ish walls, um, that's their handiwork. So, um, so. <laughs> A little how-to and putting that work, that learning to work right here in the church. So, um, so we thank them for that, and we're looking forward to a good summer. And as Anna said earlier, if anybody is able to to help us at any time during the summer with meals or anything else, um, let us know, and um, we'll be happy to have you. So, that's great. Um, so let us say a prayer before we read the scripture and. Well, before we do that, let me just um, remind everybody where Jonathan is. Jonathan is at annual conference this weekend. Um, He'll be back um, later today. Um, So they're wrapping up annual conference. Right now they are in the midst of worship, fixing the appointments. So he'll come back and hopefully say that he's being reappointed here. I don't think there's a question about that. But um, but that's what's happening right now in Hampton. So he's he's there, and um, they'll be wrapping up here shortly. And... He'll be heading back this way later today. So um, that's why I'm, I'm here sharing with you this morning. So let us pray. Almighty God, we, we thank you for this day, and we ask that your spirit be with us as we, as we reflect on your word and how we can be part of your word in action 
in, in our lives and as we impact this community and throughout the world. We ask you to be with me as I share these words this morning so that they may be filling to our hearts and our minds and our souls. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So our theme this summer is Everyday a Miracle. And so over the next um, seven, eight weeks, um, we'll be sharing about different miracle stories and how we are part of that miracle. But to get things started, um, today it's more of a topic of what is a miracle. And so the scripture reading um, is from the book of Psalms and is kind of an, uh, praising God for the wonders that God is all about. So hear these words from Psalm 77, uh, verses 11 through 20. It says, I will call to mind the deeds of the Lord. I, remember, I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have displayed your might among the peoples with your strong arm, and you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. The very deep trembled. The clouds poured out water, and skies thundered. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the mighty waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, when you think of a miracle, what do you think of? And you can call it some responses. Magic. What else? Healing, helping hands, anything else come to mind when we think of miracles? Jesus, unexplained, 1980 hockey team, on ice, yes. So when we think of miracles, we think of um, many different things, some um, more related to to God and creation and what God is doing, or Jesus. We also think of some pop culture references, possibly with, with hockey, or um, when we did this kind of discussion earlier, I thought of the 1970s, I believe in miracles. Um, and so kind of glit glitter and glam and kind of, um, kind of that aspect of what a miracle might look like. But then the second question, which I want you to think about, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, um, about have you ever experienced a miracle. And so we're going to get back to that in a little bit. But experiencing a miracle yourself versus reading about them in the Bible or watching a, a, a movie about them or a, a real life portrayal of them um, is a little bit different if you personally experience that in your own life. Um, so sometimes we do throw away, throw around the term, it's a miracle when something happens that we just can't believe. Um, a lot of times in sports, if there's a, the underdog kind of wins the, wins the competition, wins the game, or if there's a great comeback, so it's, it's, it, they only want, it's a miracle that they won type thing, or it's a miracle I'm going to get an A on this test. Um, only a miracle. But my question really is, are those really miracles? 
Or is it just good luck? Is it that you really didn't know your abilities as well as you did? Maybe there was a mess up someplace along the lines. I mean, there's lots of things that happen that we say it's a miracle. But we're going to talk a little bit more about what a miracle really would look like um, and why do miracles exist. Miracles are when God intervenes in the laws of physics and performs the impossible. Essentially, it's all about God. There's one thing that's in common in that statement, that God intervenes in some part of our lives, and God and performs the impossible. So it's all about God, um, that God is doing things that are beyond explanation. There are many types of miracles that we could talk about but that is what this whole series is about. So we're not going to spend all morning talking about a bunch of different miracles. Just to get us thinking, though, this morning on a few of them. Um, and so reflecting a lot on what the psalmist writes in Psalm 77 about creation. Creation itself is a miracle. It amazes us or amazes me to look around and, and see everything that God has done. I, I enjoy being outside. I enjoy... Um, going for walks, going for hikes, just sitting there looking out at everything God had done. I, um, a lot of my upbringing was, or my Christian experiences happened at camp. Um, I attended camp as a child. I worked at a summer camp for many years during college. Um, it's where we, our little retreat earlier in the week, we went back to that camp where I, I did a lot of those experiences. And so being able to see the play, see creation and just think about how God did that. Is, is miraculous. Or we think about ourselves, our own lives, where, where we came from. Um, every person here today is a miracle. Just the fact that you were born is a miracle. Again, in the Psalms, David, who we accredit many of the Psalms to be written by, said many centuries ago that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we are a miracle just by living. Max Lucado, a, a popular Christian author, writes, I have a sweater I never wear. It's too small. Some of the buttons are missing. The thread is frazzled. I should really throw it away. I'll never wear it again. Logic says to clear out the space, get rid of the sweater, but love won't let me. What's unusual about it? It wasn't produced on an assembly line. It's the creation of a devoted mother expressing her love. The sweater is unique. It's one of a kind, and it can't be replaced. And although the sweater has lost all of its use, it's lost none of its value. That must be what the psalmist had in mind when the psalmist wrote, you knit me together in my mother's womb. We all were knitted together. We aren't an accident. You weren't mass-produced. You were deliberately planned, specifically gifted and lovingly positioned on this earth by the master craftsman. Now, wouldn't you say that that's a miracle? That each one of us, specifically designed by God to do certain things, to do special things, unique things that each one of us is gifted for. So we can think about creation, creation of the world, creation of the earth, creation of, of humans. All is a miracle. 
The second set of miracles, really, that I want to just introduce us to is the miracle of Jesus. And we read the Bible, we read all about his miracles, but if we just look at, look at Jesus' whole life, there are things that really there's no explanation for. And that's what a miracle is. We can start by um, thinking about Jesus' birth. The virgin birth of Christ was a miracle. Just the fact that he, the way that he came into this world was a miracle. His life, Jesus' life on earth was filled with miracle after miracle. Healing the sick, raising the dead, etc., etc. We'll talk more about those as the summer goes on. His death. Jesus, um, holy, sinless, God-bearing, the sin of the unholy, unrighteous and undeserving sinners on a cross, in agony is a miracle. His resurrection, coming back from the dead. Up from the grave he rose. He is alive and well. Something we all should be very happy about, that Jesus came back from the dead. It's a miracle. And his reconciliation. The fact that we can, we can be made right with God and go to heaven is a miracle. Because Jesus had taken our sin upon himself, we can come to him in faith, believing, and he will forgive us of all of our sins. We can be made right with God. That's a miracle, too, that we can be forgiven of everything that we've done through our faith and belief in Jesus. The Bible tells us that Jesus was accredited as being from God because of the miracles and wonders that he performed. In the Gospel of John, you know, there's the four Gospels. Each one of them tells different miracles and different stories about Jesus' life. In John's Gospel, it refers to all the miracles as signs. Signs pointing to who Jesus is. These signs are these miracles. There are seven of these signs that are recorded in John. Uh, miracles, miracles are signs that, he, that Jesus performed. The healing of the man born blind, turning water into wine, Jesus calls them signs, and John calls them signs and wonders. These signs demonstrated a little of who Jesus is. Some of these signs we'll again be talking more about week by week, but just to kind of think about all the different things that Jesus did here in a nutshell. Uh, turning water into wine. Jesus revealed how he was able to take use, a useless ritual and turn it into an everlasting covenant. In the second sign, the healing of the official son, Jesus demonstrates how he is the word of God. In the third sign, the healing of the man at the pool, we discover that Jesus is the one who is able to forgive sins. The fourth sign, the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus reveals that he is the bread of life. The fifth sign, walking on water, Jesus revealed that the old system was ending and a new one was beginning. In the sixth sign, the healing of the man born blind, Jesus reveals how he is the light of the world. And in the seventh sign, the raising of Lazarus, Jesus demonstrates that he is the resurrection and the life. Usually following all these miracle or sign stories in, G in John, there is a statement that Jesus says, I am. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the resurrection and the life. These signs point to who Jesus is that Jesus is God's son 
that is, he is the one who can do these things because God is empowering him to do them. Third, um, here's the miracle of connecting. One aspect of the miracle of connecting with God is that we can have God's fellowship at all times. That no matter where we are and what we're doing, we are not alone. That God is with us. People may say, well, God hasn't performed any miracles in my life. But all you have to do is talk to God. And that right there is a miracle. That there is somebody there to talk to all the time. It's amazing how we take that privilege for granted. That we don't always turn to God and think about that God is there for us. We say we want God to impact us and for God to impact others through us, but it does take a little effort on our own part, a little labor in prayer. It takes work to pray, and maybe that's why we don't do it, because we've got to work at it a little bit. We've got to take ourselves out of it and give it over to God and let God kind of fill in those gaps. Another aspect of the miracle of connecting with God is that God has given us the Word, the Bible. Don't you think that this book, the way that this book came together is a miracle? That it's been passed down for generations, and men and women have, have read it and discussed it, and it has survived the test of time. I don't think that if it didn't have anything special to it, it, it would have mattered. It would have made it this far throughout history. I think that's, I mean, that's, that's a miracle. And it's a way for us to learn more about God, to connect further with God and, and what our purpose is here on earth, working in God's kingdom. In the miracle of connecting with God, God also gave us the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Jesus called the Holy Spirit the Comforter. The Holy Spirit literally comes along beside us to help us. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, teaches how to do right, and points us to Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will be with us from now into eternity. Jesus said, I will never leave, leave you nor forsake you. He says to us, no matter what happens, I will not leave you and I won't let you sink. These are all miracles that we can embrace this idea and know that we are not alone that we have someone to talk to, we have someone to pray to, we have someone that will help us if we are willing to give ourselves to God. For some of us, for me particularly, I think, um, we think we can do everything on our own, that we don't need, need a lot of help doing things. And so I, that's when we probably aren't able to see miracles because we're relying it all on ourselves. We don't let faith take that, fill in that gap. We don't let our faith let us go out there and try to achieve things that we may not have the full ability to. We let God come work through us to make those miracles possible. Because miracles do still happen today. We can read about them in the Bible and how Jesus performed them, how some of the apostles were able to perform them throughout the early formation of the church. But we, too, are able to perform these miracles, to be ambassadors to be working on God's behalf in the world today. Miracles serve the same purpose now. They are a primary 
a testament to the truth that has already been spoken. In Acts, it says, So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time here speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. We, too, have that ability to be to perform those, those same signs and, and miraculous events. Miracles that come from God always either bring glory to God or confirm God's word. We must remember that we do not perform miracles. It is the Holy Spirit within us that will perform these miracles. The Holy Spirit is the power by which miracles take place. As Christians, we are given the authority to use that power as long as we are acting within our responsibilities as Christians. So can we expect to see miracles today? The simple answer is yes. We can expect to see miracles today, and we will see them today. Miracles increase our faith, and they show God's compassion for the world. As I've already stated, throughout the summer we will be talking more about some of the different miracles that Jesus performed and what those miracles represented. With all these miracles, there's always a surface, something that happens. Somebody receives their sight. There's more wine at the wedding. There's, someone comes back from the dead. But there's a greater lesson to be learned throughout all of them. Yes, we can, joy, we can celebrate in the fact that people are healed in these different ways. But the, the bigger picture shows the lesson that Jesus is sharing with his disciples throughout each of these things. They show us what God is really more concerned about, and that is our full faith in, in God. There are miracles happening around us today. We just need to be more aware of what is happening around us and allowing God to work through us. Soon, you'll be seeing more and more images like what our t-shirts are showing or what's up on the screen. Um, a window, a window frame. This is to remind us that there is a framework, framework set and we need to look through the window to see what God is doing every day. We can look through this window and see within the, the, the framework of different miracles that have been presented in the Bible and through these stories that there's room for more to happen. A few weeks ago, my, my sister was having trouble seeing. Um, she has pretty, pretty bad poor vision to begin with, um, and so she's panicking. She's a, a school teacher, and it was right at the end of the school year, and uh, she was like, this is, I, I can't, um, she was having trouble seeing, everything was fuzzy, just very troubled with this, and she was panicking because she couldn't get into the eye doctor for like a month, and she was like, well, I can't, this, giving her headaches and so on. So finally, she, she got in to see a different eye doctor, and, and they told her that her eyes were dirty which kind of sounds like, well, why don't you, when you wash your face, don't you wash your, your eyes and everything? But they, and they described it as saying it was like a windshield in your car, and when your windshield gets dirty, everything just becomes very kind of cloudy, and you can't really see through it. And, of course, when you're driving, you just hit the, the wiper, water stuff, and it, it cleans your windshields. So that's what she needed to do to her eyes. And she got some social eye solution and, and had to wash her eyes with that and make things clearer to her. It worked, but then they went cloudy again, and so she had to keep, keep doing this and really get them cleaned up. 
I say that because that's kind of what we need to do with our, our vision. Um, like a dirty window, we may need to clean up that window a little bit more so that we can see through it and so we can see what's, what's happening, so that we can see the possibilities that are out there and that we can be part of what's happening. The, the song that we started worship celebration with this morning, um, the God of the Impossible, is um, our theme song for the summer. So you're probably going to hear that quite a bit this summer, I think. Um, and so in the refrain is saying, here I am, send me. Um, I'm called to do the impossible, to, to do things that with, we thought that we couldn't really accomplish. But if we're not opening ourselves, if we're not clearing our vision to see what's out there that can be done, then there's not going to be a chance. So what is a miracle? A miracle is allowing God to enter into our lives, to work through us so that we can do things and God can be present in our lives doing things that we thought were impossible. Let us pray. Oh God, we... We're gathered here this morning to reflect on, on your word and what it means to be, to be a, a disciple, to be a Christian, to be in a community that gathers together in prayer and, and service. We ask you to, to work with us as we continue to discover what all these things mean to us in our own lives. We know that there are things to be done in this world, and we're not always sure of how, how to get them done. And so we give them over to you, so that you may work miracles in and through our lives, so that we may be your, your, your instruments here on earth, serving you. But as we look to this summer, we know that there are things that, that may hold us back, things that may prevent us from really being fully yours. We know that there are situations in our lives that, that we are worried about, that we have friends and family who are, who are going through difficult times. We ask you to be with those individuals or to be with us so that, we, that healing may occur within each of us and that your life may be to our lives and their lives may all be reflecting of your glory. We pray for the homeowners that we will be working with this summer so that they may receive the miracles and be recipients of your, of your grace through the campers and, and leaders that come and through the volunteers that will, that will be serving in many capacities, that your glory will be shown throughout all of them. We pray for this church, for Fieldstone, a place where all are welcome, so that this may be a haven for someone who is searching for a place to connect, that that we may be the people who welcome in and allow others to, to be part of the kingdom. 
We ask your blessing upon each one of us gathered here so that we may live this life in a way that you would have us live, so that we may be your hands and feet in the world today. We ask all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.